you gotta you gotta be organized. You gotta have organization. Um, that's absolutely key in this industry. I mean, it's a lot going on. Mm-hmm. You have to be organized. Another thing would be customer service. That's probably number one. Yeah. Um, you have to be personable. You have to be you know have sympathy. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to season two of the New Adjuster Podcast. This is episode four, Essential Tech for Desk and Field Adjusters. As always, my name is Murphy Bugs. I'm in the property training department here at CNC, and our new co-host this week is... Kelsey Arrington, property claims manager. And Kelsey, if you missed our previous episode... She was on it. Go back and give it a listen. Fantastic episode as we talked about desk adjusting in particular. So if you missed that episode or any previous ones, go back and give them a watch or a listen wherever you get your podcast. Just search CNC, Catastrophe, and National Claims for our videos and our podcast so that you can give them a watch or a listen. So again, we are super excited about you joining us this week as we welcome a very special guest, Mr. Daniel Davis. So Daniel, give a quick introduction, who you are, your title, how long you've been here and really what have you done up until this point in your career of adjusting? Yes, I'm Daniel Davis, the new field and QC manager for CNC and I'm glad to be back. Uh, I was I came in 2017 and I ventured off but I'm, I'm totally glad to be back. Uh, I started in 2017. I started off doing auto. Uh, about, we were out there about three weeks and I didn't know how to <laughs> process goals and we got cut. But that's what that's how I started doing the property. Uh, once I got cut, came in, they called me like the very next day so I can do start um, working and doing field. Um, I just been, I've been doing desk adjusting. I was doing that first, but then I moved over to the field. I, I actually, I really like the field. Um, I just like, you know, climbing roofs, uh, you know, just meeting the people, mm-hmm. talking with the people. Um, you know, just kind of getting them, trying to get them back to at least a normal state. Right, exactly. Uh, yeah, so I, that's that's the fun part. It is, um, it, you have to put in a lot of hours. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, and, it, you know, you, I had to get used to, like, Airbnbs and all these different things, you know, just to live and survive, you know. So, I yeah. Hear you. yeah. All right, we're going to go ahead and jump into some of these questions. First one, what are some of the main tools or software programs that you think are essential tech on the desk adjusting side? Uh, ExactiMate. Yeah. For sure. Oh yeah. Uh, exact analysis. Yes. Um. Some some carriers use Simbility. Yeah. Um. I haven't worked a bunch in it, but I heard it's also great. I was going to ask that if you've used it before. I, I used it a little bit for for another carrier, mm-hmm. but not as extensively as Exactimate. And I think Exactimate's kind of the big one, right? More correct. Um, I think most everybody uses. Yeah, I think Exactimate's like the Pro Tools in the music world. Exactly. So, there yeah. you go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, using um, Xactimate, Simbility somewhat. I don't see too many using Simbility, but Xactimate mm-hmm. is number one forefront. Absolutely. Um, but even even more so as the desk, like the claim management systems used by, you know, different TPA firms. That's, that's a big one too, right? Mm-hmm. Same question, Daniel. So mm-hmm. we talk about tools, softwares for a desk adjuster. What about a field adjuster? Now, most people think of tools, they think of field adjuster, right? You know, like ladder and stuff like that. So what are some tools, field adjuster, day one, you got to make sure you have before you start working. And then what other softwares do you need for a field adjuster? Is it the same? Is it different? Talk to us a little bit about that. Some of it is the same. Um, You're definitely going to use Mm Xactimate to create the estimates. Right. Uh, Number one, you need an SUV or a truck. There you go. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> there you go. Big um, tech. You definitely need um, 
roofing shoes, what we call cougar paws. Okay. Uh, we the cougar paws. You need a ladder. Yeah. At least a twenty-four foot yeah. ladder. Okay. Yes, it comes. It's very important when it comes to you know. Sometimes you got to get up and do. You got to scope two stores. Right. And I've had to do what we call double pull. So I'm not sure if we should be doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, so you don't want to show up with the six foot step ladder is what you're saying. Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> that's correct. You do not want to show up with that. Um, also to go along with that pitch gauge. Yeah. Um, tape. Um, like and measuring I, tape, right? That's yeah. correct. Okay. Now, um, I was using this like a digital gauge to measure like the rooms and things like that, okay. which is way faster. Gotcha. I mean, you just create, you go and create the room and you just stick it on the wall, shoot gotcha. across with, and if they have any like cuts and corners, things like that, you can make sure you get all that so you can draw it up properly and exactimate. Gotcha. Yes, that's that's one of that helps you move along. That's some some cool tech. Also, like moisture meters. That's yeah. correct. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, like if you're dealing with a water loss or that's even correct. on the flood side. You that's know, right. You gotta have moisture meters yeah. and things right. like that. On the BUSD side. Yeah, I've done those too. I've yeah. done those as awesome. well. Yep. Okay. So when you talk about cougar paws, is that like an actual shoe or is it like an attachment you put on the current shoes you're wearing? What are cougar paws? Talk to, because again, new adjusters is our audience here. Okay. So talk a little bit about what that is. Where do you find those? Can you just get them at Lowe's or Home Depot or how does that work? Well, you actually have to go to like um, the roofing stores. Okay. Um, you And they are called cougar paws. And what it is, it's like a two-step type shoe. Mm-hmm. Um I think I paid around one fifty something like that okay. at the time, and it come and then you have to. It does come with a it's like a really 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 soft cushion. It's almost like the inside of a couch. Okay, and it helps grip the the shingles. Okay, it keeps you from slipping. Most times, normally I don't put them on until I reach the seven twelve pitches. Gotcha. Okay. So you don't use them all the time, just if you're getting on like steeper roofs. Correct. Okay, but gotcha. sometimes, like. Um, Sometimes though, it depends on the granulose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If it's if it's a lot of granulose, you know I've you know it, you, it's you gets don't slippery. Be on that roof no, I mean even <laughs> even with the four. Right. Yeah. You know a four is very not. I mean you can walk it all day. Right. But if the granules, I've slipped on a four before. Yeah. So when you say granule loss, that typically happens with an older roof, right? Older That's roofs correct. are ones that have experienced a lot of damage over and over and over. It starts to lose that you know, that integrity of the roof. The, the roof granules come off. It makes it more Absolutely. slippery. So, yeah, and a lot of people that don't know the granules, it's like very, very little pebbles, things that makes up the actual shingles. Okay, gotcha. Mm-hmm. So how would you say technology's changed the landscape for desk adjusters in recent recent years? So are there any specific advancements that you think are particularly game-changing? Hmm. One of the programs that I would say that has changed technology for the better for desk adjusters would be claim ex- claims experience. Mm-hmm. Claims experience lets you virtually, you know, see what's going on at the insurer's home. You can literally do like a FaceTime. Okay. You can actually record it while it's going on. So you can go back and you can also take um, screenshots of like damages. Um, everything that's going on at the, you know, you don't have to be there as far as, you know, like a field adjuster right. would have to go out. You can actually write these estimates. And to me, I mean, it's it's a better way to get the claim going faster. Right. For sure. Yeah, so it helps you do it a little bit more efficiently, I guess, in the sense that you don't, like to your point, you don't have to be there on site. You can do it through a FaceTime-type feature with Claim Experience, like a video collaboration. That's correct. and I, They help you do the inspection, really, huh? That's correct. And, I mean, I, th- I think it's a good thing because, let's just say, if you if you are down adjusters in the area, it may take two weeks to get 
to that home where this this just can do it the same day. Right. That makes yeah, that makes a lot of sense there. Especially that makes only a lot of sense. more minor losses. You can have Absolutely. a desk adjuster remote into their phone and say, Hey, go look at this room for me. Look up at the bottom, look up at the top, turn your you can turn their flashlight on through Absolutely. The, I mean you can tell the, the you know how big the damages are. So cool. Yes, it, yes absolutely. Very advanced. That's probably one of my number one yeah. for tech advancements with desk adjusting right now. It's for awesome. Sure. Claims experience. Yeah, and one thing I've seen with claim experience too, I've seen desk adjusters use it in the case where we had a field adjuster go out and they missed something. Absolutely. Right? And the field adjuster forgot to take a photo, or maybe the photo came in and it was corrupted, right? It was blurry, mm-hmm. you couldn't see it. We've had desk adjusters do a video collaboration through mm-hmm. claim experience to help get photos of something that's either they missed or we got a blurry photo, even in the sense of supplements. You know, yes. They filed a supplement yes. for something like, hey, we missed this. We do a video collaboration that way. So. Yes. I've seen that used as well. Yeah, because, I mean, you know, just being out in the field, um, it's a lot going on. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, sometimes weather, you know what I mean? Sometimes you have to reschedule. You know, I, I mean, it's, we, you know, we try to get as much as we can while we're out there, you know what I mean? But that claims experience definitely comes in handy. Right. I like using it, too, for having the insureds. If there's, say, there's a content loss, you can have the insured upload all of their photos and then do an inventory yep. inside claim yes. experience. They can, can enter every single item of the things that they've lost in the system. Yes. So you have everything there. It's already available to you. I love it. Yes. I, I mean, it's definitely different. So, yes. Yeah. All right. So one thing, desk and or field, and we've talked about it multiple times, but mm-hmm. we do want to touch on it again. From a QC field manager's perspective, mm-hmm. communication is key, right? Absolutely. You are a customer service rep through and through when you're an adjuster. What are some ways that you've found and you've told your team on the best way, how often to communicate people mm-hmm. with people? What's the best way to communicate with people? What would you say your guidance is from your position day in and day out is? It's definitely communication. Um, being personable, um, you know, you have to have sympathy. Mm-hmm. You know, these are yeah. their homes, you know, their cars or what, what have it. You know, um, you have to be. And another another thing is Answering the phone. Mm-hmm. Answering the phone for sure. Um, I know sometimes I used to be out. I try to contact them all the time. Sometimes they'll say, man, you all right, man. It's, you know, You're calling I, them too I much. I appreciate <laughs> it. Yeah, I'm calling them too much. But, you know, I'd rather do that Yeah, to let you know that I'm here. Right. I'll let you know that I'm here. Um, it's definitely communication. Yeah, so instead of being absent, you'd almost rather be too present. That's right? correct. And then they know, hey, I'm here for you. I'm That's your correct. lifeline here. That's correct. Because when, you know, when you aren't present, you know, they start calling their agents and right. you don't want it to go that it far. It starts escalating. A- right. Absolutely. Yes. Well, another thing with technology and stuff, you can text these people too. You can send them an email, but even more so, I feel like this day and age, sending a text to somebody, you're going to get a response faster than anything. I believe that. You can say, hey, I can be at your house at one o'clock. Is that good for you? Yep. Text them right back. I mean. Absolutely. Because I know, uh, let's just say when I when you first go out to the field, you have to make a bunch of calls. You may right. get 50, 60 claims. You have to make a bunch of calls. You got a few days to do it. Um, but these people don't know your number. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't answer numbers. I don't know either. Same. So, um, so what I used to do is I'll call them, leave a voicemail, and I would also, I already have a, um, like a template right. typed up. I just change out the names, make sure, you know, claim numbers, things like that. Make sure all of that. You don't want to send the wrong claim number, stuff right. like that. However, every time that I do that, they always respond. Right. Yes. 
Yeah, because I, I think going from experience, Kelsey mentioned it before. You've mentioned it just then. If a random number calls you and you don't recognize it, I typically don't answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if I get a text in follow-up to that phone call that says, hey, this is who I am, this is who I'm with, more than likely you're going to get a response back pretty quickly. Pretty quickly. Right? And then that line of communication is now open between you and that policyholder. Yes, and it also, I mean, it just goes in handy. Um it comes into play when you're trying to set up the inspections. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because you may, we call, you know, we use this thing, plane mapping tool. And uh, it pretty much tells you the homes on that street or whatever. You know, you can set all these inspections mm-hmm. up. Right. But, you know, on this day, you may, you don't want to go here and then go here and come back the next day. And you could have just did that inspection. You know what I mean? So it comes right. in handy when they start calling back and like, okay, we can knock all these out in the same day. Right. Right. Absolutely, because I know I myself, I'm probably not going to answer, and I'm definitely not going to check my voicemail. So, <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> text, text is number one. For sure. Yeah. So when it comes to documentation and reporting, what tools or apps can desk adjusters use to create thorough and efficient reports? Uh, just a couple. One, your phone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you got an iPhone. You can literally, you know, if you got a, you got the note section, you can take those notes and create a PDF. Mm-hmm. Um, that is one way. Another way is ex- exact analysis. Yeah. Um, you, you use this to store notes mm-hmm. um, in the database. And it, uh, the good thing, you can we can run reports right. in ex- exact analysis. Um, also, I mean, our own database, which is ClaimSource, mm-hmm. um, pretty similar to exact analysis. Um, it stores notes, files, photos, all yeah. types of things. Yeah, so that way, when you talk about reporting as a manager, like I'm sure you do, you can check on your team, field adjuster, QCs, whoever, make sure they're noting files, claims have been inspected, they're getting returned, approved, rejected, so on and so forth with those reporting tools, right? Absolutely, on a database, on a daily basis, Yeah. Uh, just so we won't, you know, claims don't get behind. Yeah. Yeah, so we try to stay, there you go. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. For sure. Say lost in the shuffle, but we don't use that word. That's right. That's right. That's right. For sure. So next question would be training and professional development. Um, what resources or platforms can desk adjusters use to stay up to date with the latest technology and industry trends? So one that I would say is CNC Pro. Yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, tons of modules, hours, days mm-hmm. um, you pick. And I mean, literally you can further your knowledge. Absolutely. On adjusting. Mm-hmm. Um Got a little bit of everything. Yes, absolutely. It does. It does. Yeah. Well, and one thing I'll say, too, about CNC Pro is a lot of times at CNC we have classes, right? They may be mm-hmm. in-person. They may be webinars, things like that. A lot of our webinar trainings are put into CNC Pro after the fact. Correct. So that way if people are unable to attend, they can enroll in that session and then take it online. Right. Another good That's thing about neat. CNC Pro is you take classes, you get points. Oh, you get yeah. points, your percentage goes up. So as a field adjuster, that percentage means a lot, right? Because that's yes. how you get paid, correct? Absolutely. It, it definitely matters. Yeah. So like I said, CNC Pro, it behooves you to go in there and take these classes and get that, not only the knowledge base, but the points to help your percentage go up. And like I said, from the terms of in-person classes, whether it be instructor-led or webinar or things like that, or recorded classes where mm-hmm. they're just always housed in CNC Pro, I think those are all good tools when it comes to professional development and training to kind of keep your knowledge base you know, growing and keep grinding along that road of adjusting in order to you know, gain more expertise as you go. They add to it all the time. There are always classes being added, yep. always new things to do. Isn't uh, Claims Corner done through yep. CNC Pro? Claims Corner is done through CNC Pro. That's, That's exactly awesome. right. 
Yeah, because even even on the road, like when I was field adjuster, you know, some stuff, you know, I just didn't know. Right. So I try to go on YouTube, and mm-hmm. so that is perfect. Yep. That's literally perfect. Like, hey, if I need to know how to do this, or you know, just a little knowledge on um, this particular issue that's going on or what have you so yeah i know we direct a lot of folks to cnc pro whether it's internal desk staff or Mm -hmm. exterior field or external field staff i should Mm -hmm. say we always point them in that direction because there is so much on there in terms of what does my policy cover basic construction how to use these programs that will help you as you go again throughout your journey of adjusting even even so much as starting say as a claims admin you're coming in you're not licensed you can watch these videos watch these classes do these to build yourself up you Mm -hmm. want to start as admin and then move up to a desk adjuster watch these classes you're going to learn so much with the hours and hours of information that are that is on cnc pro you can move up field desk whatever you want to do right the information and the knowledge is there right because i i see this all the time people ask me and that so that's why it's perfect they're like i don't know what i'm doing well there you go, CNC Pro. About it. Yeah. There you go, <laughs> CNC Pro. Because, you know, they just don't know, like, what what, what does an admin do? Absolutely. What does a desk adjuster do? What does the field person do? I don't know what to do when I get to the house. You absolutely. know what I mean? So, yes, that I love it. I absolutely love it. So, we're all roughly the same age, right? So, mm-hmm. I can't really speak to, hey, how was it 30 years ago? But you being a field adjuster starting in 2017, 2018, mm-hmm. technology changes every day, every month, every year, For right? Sure. So, how has it changed from when you first started to, like, what you see now with our current field staff that you manage? So, what are some things that maybe they used to do, but now it's easier because of another tool, whether it's claim experience or taking photos with mm-hmm. a phone versus a digital camera? Give us a couple examples of how it's kind of grown technology-wise. Uh, one thing that that, that just popped out right to me was Ring Central. Yeah. Um, I absolutely love that you can text from the computer. Right. Yeah. Yes. I, I don't know. I just think that's so cool. You know, and, and I'm, you know, just let's just say if they're on the roof and I, they're on the roof, they can't, they're not by the computer. However, they get that text while they're on the roof. I had a couple guys call me mm-hmm. while they're on the roof and they say, okay, well, I'll do it as soon as I get down. I say, oh, you're on the roof. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, don't be calling me. Yeah. <laughs> so Ring Central, it's definitely different from when, you know, I was out doing it. So, yeah. Yes. And for the folks that don't know, talk about what is Ring Central. What is it? Like, so, Ring Central it? um, it's pretty similar to Teams yeah. or Skype. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty much the same. It's a communication tool that we use literally every day. Yeah. Every day. First thing in the morning, we check in Ring Central mm-hmm. um, to see, you know, who's called in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, things like that. Uh, yeah. What's the agenda for today? Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a fast way to reach everybody. Right. Really quick. So I think that's a good comparison when you say it's a lot like Microsoft Teams, where you can do team meetings. You can Absolutely. Text, you can call from it, send instant messages, like you said, with Skype. So, yeah, I think it's a fantastic tool that we use all day, every day here at CNC. Video meetings, too. Video, that's like what I was going to say. Yeah. 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 This day and age, we're doing more um video virtual type thing yes right yes because we do have you know uh wfh everybody thinks it's waffle house yeah. but it's, it's it's work from home that's right um so Both of them sound good yes yes so yeah that does sound good um but yes um i love it i mean you know that when i first came they showed me how to set up the the e- you know send out a mass email mm-hmm. like we're having a meeting today yep. you know the stuff like that i mean yep. i don't know it's crazy well, it's cool because you can do it with your field staff as well. Not only the internal staff, but you can send a Ring Central invite to anyone. Say, hey, join on this virtual meeting. And, and you can talk to everyone, see everyone's face, do everything at once. I, I love it. That was the perfect answer. Absolutely. And I mean, the first time that I got the 
actually do it was, you know, the storm we recently had when we had to get everybody on the phone. I mean, that was... Adalia. Yes, that was crazy. I mean, we had like 80 people on from just, I mean, quickly. Quickly. I mean, we literally just set it up and they was on the meeting. So I, I loved it. Good stuff. Back again for Fact or Fiction. This episode's Fact or Fiction question is... Okay, so Daniel, fact or fiction? You need to be certified and or licensed in a particular state to work in any type of exact product, whether it's exact to make, claim experience, exact analysis, mm-hmm. fact or fiction? That's going to be fiction. Okay. Yeah, that's going to be fiction. Um, you do not have to be certified to use exact, exact to make, exact analysis. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, if you, I do recommend you being, you know, t- taking the classes, CNC Pro, mm-hmm. um, you know, if you're trying to get into this field of work, um, to go ahead and start learning that, but you do not have to be certified. Yeah, because I think anybody can buy it. You know, you That's can go correct. online right now and purchase a subscription. It does cost money, but you don't have to be prior licensed and or certified in order to use it. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we do offer ExactMate classes at CNC every once in a while, so that's a good option to mm-hmm. do. I mean, you don't have to be level one, two, or three certified, but it is always a plus. So you kind of know what you're talking about when yeah, you get into on. the game. For sure, for sure. Yep, yeah. I agree. I totally agree. So fiction. Yeah, good fiction. Deal. All right, let's jump back into part two of our interview with Daniel. So, Daniel, <laughs> analytics is the name of the game in insurance adjusting, yes. right? Everything is graded. There's all these numbers that are associated, milestone yes. dates and things like that down to the decimal point. So what are some analytics tools that you use as a manager for your staff that you manage, whether it be QCs, field adjusters, so on and so forth? What are some tools that you use every day to help you kind of see where your team is? Two two of the tools that we use every day, exact analysis, claim source. Mm-hmm. Uh, exact analysis, I mean, it literally keeps track of everything about the claim. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, uh, in, in the QC side, on the QC side, reports. Mm-hmm. Um the claims that they need to review, mm-hmm. that they've reviewed, that they rejected, that it's been returned. All of this goes through exact analysis. Yeah. Um, we also use claim source um, as well. It pretty much does the same thing. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah, because I know like in exact analysis, you can run reports based on date contacted. How long did it take you to contact them? Absolutely. And then contacted to inspect. How long did that take? Mm-hmm. Uh, inspect to return. So you can kind of grade your team and kind of keep a you know an overview of what's going on, kind of keep all your ducks in a row to see which claims are progressing, which ones are falling behind. Yes. How can we get those back in line? Those yes. types of things. It's yeah. really critical. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, because we, we want to be prepared because you know every carrier that we work for, they're mm-hmm. running their own analytics. They're right. running That's their correct. own numbers. That's so correct. we want to be prepared before those come in. And we already know, oh, those are going to be great because we're right. checking those same ones. We are making sure we are on the ball. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. So this day and age, data security and privacy is huge with insureds. Are yes. there any tech solutions that um, help you keep an insured's information secure and private? Yes, um, encrypted zip files. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, as soon as I leave a residence, I'm entering the information. I mean, nobody can get into the computer, you know, but me. I mean, mm-hmm. you have to have my credentials. Um, also, in the state of Florida, yeah, you you literally have to show proof. You have to show a proof. So you're not going to do it. Hey, yeah. this That's is me. New. Right. Yes, yes, this this is new. But I think it's I think it's a good habit to get into no matter what state you're in. Right. Uh, you know what I mean? Just yeah. so you can give the name insured 
a you know just make them feel comfortable hey right. this is this is who i am yep. i'm here to inspect your home i'm not just a stranger yeah. i'm here to do a job so yeah. credibility yes exactly yeah i think you earn that credibility whenever you do show your license whenever you get to the property like that too and i know this is very rudimentary but also whenever you get out of your truck or your car and you get ready to inspect it don't leave other insurance information just laying on your passenger seat you know put them in a lockbox or a briefcase or something like that so it does help that privacy factor and you keep all that locked away so nobody could just walk by and start you know seeing things in your car that relate to another claim correct so. absolutely that is, that is exactly why um every home i leave if i inspected for i've already in from in, entered their photos um you know all this personal information already before i even get to the next home so yeah. it's not just out i would also say it's it's kind of a big thing like you said earlier you're going on a street that's hit with a major hurricane, mm-hmm. just using that for an example. You've um, inspected four houses on this street. Mm-hmm. I personally would, would like to say this here now that I would never go to another insured's house and say, yeah, man, that house two doors down had to replace the whole roof. Shingles off everywhere. Yeah, 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 because yeah. they're going to say, well, my neighbors well, my- all got new roofs. You pay for all my neighbors' roofs. Exactly. You know, I've, I've, I've had it happen. Absolutely. Because it does happen. I've yeah. seen it happen. For sure. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So as a field adjuster, now again, because you did field adjusting, now Mm -hmm. you're managing field adjusters. Mm -hmm. When they go out and they're inspecting claims, right, they may have, to your point, you said maybe 50 or 60 claims assigned to them. And that may Mm -hmm. be like in a cat environment. That's correct. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Daily, it may be less than that. Mm -hmm. How do you direct your folks to Mm -hmm. inspect and then write claims? Because I think there's a there's a misconception on when you should do certain things. So do you kind of direct your group to inspect all day and then write them all that night or go one at a time? Or do you tell them to inspect for two weeks and then go back and write? How do you kind of direct your team in that way? Um, I definitely don't want them to inspect two weeks and then write it. I mean, I just feel the claims can fall behind. Yeah. I mean, severely. Um, what we want to do, we want to get in the routine of whatever you inspect that day, Right that day. So right. let's just say you have to know what you can do. Right. If it's two, it's two. Right. I would rather you inspect two and have two done than to do inspect five and only get two done because right. those three will carry on to the next day, but you have another three inspections. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It will, and then what's going to happen is you're going to have to, hey, don't send me no more claims. And, you know, no. Yeah. So if you just get in the habit of, I even got in the habit of, I got it down to a T, but it's not on every claim though. Yeah. If I let's say I got a roof claim and it's only the roof, I sit there uh, and I say, "Hey, how long will you be here?" Mm-hmm. They say if they give me two hour window, I know it takes me an hour and a half, two hours to do it. I sit in the driveway, I set up my printer, mm-hmm. everything. I give them a check before I leave. Yeah. Now I don't even have to take that back to where I'm staying, where right. I'm lodging. So um, it's over, it's done, and I do that three times. Yeah. After that, I get up the next morning. I've already done this. You know what I mean? So, Yeah, and I think the biggest thing, too, is the clock keeps going, right? It's yes. tick, 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 tick. So mm-hmm. if you, to your point, delay some of those and you don't do them until the next day, well, then what if you don't get to all of them the next day? And right. then they go into a third day. You know, specifically in the state of Florida, Senate Bill 2A tells us that yes. from the date yeah, that's of inspection, right. we have seven days so, to provide them with a copy of the estimate. Yes. So, again, that clock keeps on going whether we like it or not. So it does help us and benefit us yes. to do them the same, same day. day that you actually inspect the file. So that Absolutely. way, again, it keeps the process going. Yes, I think that's just the best practice. I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it, it does not feel good being behind. Absolutely. It's a, you know, sometimes it's extensive. I mean, I worked one where I had, I worked a tornado on a lake, tree on 
35 out of 40 of my claims. Mm, yeah. mm, mm. It, I, it was no way I was writing them in a day. Right. No way. It's not, I mean, you got rafters broken. I mean, I mean, it was a lot. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, and this is kind of dating back to episode one where we had Brady Huggins on. He was a field adjuster, and he said, you know, the biggest thing as a field adjuster is don't overextend yourself. Oh, you man. know, don't get yourself in a hole by taking on too much or, mm-hmm. to your point, you know, if you can only do 10 of those claims, maybe decline the other 20, you know, right. on the the behalf of the policyholder. That's, that's right. That's really what it's all about, that customer service aspect. If you take on too much mm-hmm. and you get behind, not only do you get frustrated, your anxiety level, and you get overwhelmed, but now the policyholder is, you know, maybe aggravated, right, because their process is taking longer. That's so correct. I think that kind of goes into your point as well. Yes, absolutely. I Just so inspect, write it. Yeah. Yes. And it's it does matter. It's extremely important. Going back to that Florida conversation, you really only have seven days. That statute is strict. Strict, yes. I mean, there's no way around it. Yes. So don't go and inspect in a bunch of things and then knowing, not knowing, if you're going to be able to turn them all in. Because you got to think about it also from the desk point of view. While, yeah, you're writing it. Oh, it's day six. Now I'm turning it in. You can't do that because the desk adjuster has to be able to review that claim. Absolutely. I agree. QC has to be able to review that That's claim. Good. Yes. Do us all a favor, inspect, write it. Right. And if you don't write it 100% right, now we got to kick it back to you. Exactly. Now we're we definitely behind now. So, yep, yes. Behind the ball. Yes. Yep. All right. So, Daniel, let's talk about this. So, obviously, when you're doing field adjusting, right? Mm-hmm. To your point, when you're out there and you got a bunch of claims or you got a few claims, mm-hmm. there are a bunch of different tech tools that you can use while you're inspecting claims and scoping claims that will help you do it more quickly, more efficiently. Talk to us about some of those and do they cost money to get them? Where do you find them? How do you get them? Okay. Uh, a few that I do just off the top of my head. Um, we have Eagle View. Mm-hmm. Um, this pretty much provides an aerial imagery okay. of the roofs. Um, the, it tells you the squares. Mm-hmm. Uh, which makes it very, very easy and exact to make because all you have to do is go in and put in the line items. Right, yeah. And, it, and it'll calculate for you. Yeah. All right? Um, just I mean, you just have to make sure you're putting the right line items in, whether exactly. it's remove or replace or right. detach and reset, things like that. Um, we also have what we call 360. Mm-hmm. Um, 360, I love 360 when I was doing some claims in Maryland. Mm-hmm. And... They had a lot of aluminum siding homes. Yeah. I had to wrap a lot of homes. So um, the 360 came in handy because what it literally does, it, it takes the square footage for you, and it subtracts the windows, the the all of it. Right. Wow. You can just put the number in, yeah. and it literally tells you how much. Right. I, I thought, I mean, and it was actually a guy who introduced it to me, and he let me use his account. Does that cost money? It absolutely does cost yeah. money. Yeah. So uh, all of them does. All of them do cost money. However, sometimes depending on the carrier that you work for, they may provide it or, or not. But okay. um, just don't depend on it. You know right. what I mean? So go go into it with the mindset of, hey, yeah, we have to purchase this. However, it makes your job easy. Right. Absolutely. Because I mean, sometimes even with the Eagle View, I mean, you got a tree on the home. You know what I mean? You can't, because if you don't have the Eagle View, you literally have to get up there and actually sketch it out, which right. I was pretty good at that. Uh, however, but if you can't see it, you you know, it's kind of hard to sketch. Right. So, And then they may have a tarp or something on it. So, yeah. That's true. For sure. Yeah. I've seen, you know, with a lot of carriers in the past that they don't cover the cost up front. Like, they won't pay for the Eagle View up front, but mm-hmm. you can put it on your invoice, and that's returned Absolutely. to you in full. Absolutely. Right. So, a lot of them do reimburse you for the cost I've 
I'm going to say like Eagle View of those roof measurements because they rely on them just as much as we do. Yes. We want it to be accurate. And we found that a lot of these services like Eagle View mm-hmm. are more accurate than us standing up there taking measurements. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I think another one is too, specifically in Xactimate, is macros, right? Macros oh, help you write an estimate. Yes. Whereas instead of going into Xactimate and selecting individual line items in order to build out a roof replacement or mm-hmm. a ceiling repair or replacement, things like that, you can use macros in Xactimate. So talk to us a little about a little bit about what are macros and how do you use them? Uh, the macros are pretty much like presets. Right. Um, and depending on the carrier, they may want certain things, just like you were in the class the other day. I mean... That came in handy. Right, yeah. That came in handy. I mean, literally, you, you select um, laminate architectural roof. Mm-hmm. It drops everything. And this is something that, you know, someone created. Right. Um, and it may, like I said, it may be carrier-specific. But, I mean, and you just go in there and just remove what you don't need. Right. Yes. So the macros, I will say macros, even just talking to some of my adjuster friends, this is how they win. Absolutely. Yeah, they don't have to go fast. Yeah, they don't have right. to put line in line or, or search what it is. It just drops in. I just take what out I don't need. Gotcha. Yes, they move very fast with the macros. Yeah. I, I absolutely love them. Somebody introduced it to me in the field, and I was like, man. Game changer. This is nice. Yeah, I mean, some carriers require them. Some yes. don't want you to use them. But, you right. know, those that are required, everything's there. You pull, pull it, put it in there, and then you just take out, oh, they got two turtle vents, not Ten or however many was in the macro. Yeah, yeah and it keeps you 10. from keep you from making mistakes as well. Yeah, yeah it keeps you from leaving things out. Right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, very That's good number point. one. Yeah, we're yeah. all human. <laughs> yeah, that's a very good point. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. macros ma- macros are the way to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, next question is: Do you have a success story of how technology has improved um, your life as a desk field or QC? For sure, um, my toughest deployment was definitely the. The tornado. Yeah. For sure. It was just so many trees. I mean, a lot of those, I could, I mean, I could get on the roof, but I only can sketch half of it. And it was in a rural area, so. They come up from the ground or they break like in half or a combination of both? Combination of both. Okay. Uh, sometimes they snap, sometimes they just, they just fall mm-hmm. over. Um, and But then, and now we got a lot of interior stuff to do. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, So, um, but I mean, Eagle View definitely helps. I mean, you know what I mean? Just to get through those claims, because. They already have that imagery of that roof. I mean, whether it's damaged or not. Whether it's got a tree on it or a tarp on <laughs> it or so, not. That's right. So, absolutely. Um, Eagle View, for sure. 360. Awesome. Yes. Cool. All right, Daniel. So, let's kind of wrap everything up today. So, in closing, what would you say your top three rules for success are for a new adjuster, an experienced adjuster, whether it's field, desk, QC? What are your top three things that you want to give as knowledge pieces to these folks? I would say whether you're a new adjuster or a seasoned adjuster, you got you to gotta be organized. You got to have organization. Um, that's absolutely key in this industry. I mean, it's a lot going on. Mm-hmm. You have to be organized. Another thing would be customer service. That's probably number one. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to be personable. You have to be, you know, have sympathy. Um, you have to be able to relate. To, relate. These are their losses. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to put yourself in their shoes. You know, I mean, on a daily basis when something doesn't go our way or something, you know, you know how it makes us feel. But it, it's definitely reassuring having someone making it, you, making you feel okay. Right. Um, so continue your learning. Uh, whatever knowledge you can, you know, retain, please. You know, CNC Pro, you know, you can go in there and learn, learn, learn. So... Those are my three. Organization, customer service, continue your learning. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. We always continue in ed- education is so big because it is required. You know, you're having to do your CEs every year for your licenses. Correct. You might as well stay up to date on what's going on. Right. I read insurance journal and figure out, you know, what's the newest trends or what's the new what what's going on in insurance. So. Right. I love that answer. Yeah, I think anytime you think you know it all, that's when you get behind, right? You Absolutely. Always new stuff. And like to your point, this industry changes all the time every day. So Daily. there's always new things yes. that are going on and coming out. So Daniel, again, we appreciate you being here. You were a fantastic guest. I know Kelsey obviously feels the oh, same yeah. way. I appreciate um, you guys. That's great. Yeah, you were a no-brainer for us when you came up on the potential guest list. So we're super excited that you joined us today. Nice. Obviously, would love to have you back on a future episode uh, if that opportunity presents itself. Mm-hmm. So again, just wanted to say thank you, Kelsey. Do you have any closing thoughts? No, I just appreciate it. That was very um, informational mm-hmm. and a lot of good advice for our new or seasoned adjusters. Right, so right. thank like you. That. Yes. All thank right, you. So thanks, I'm David. proud to be here. I was, you know, I'm looking forward to coming back. All right. Thanks, yeah. man. All right, man. Hey, everybody. We hope you enjoyed our episode today with Daniel Davis. We got a lot of good stuff from him, a really good Q&A session, I would think. So we are going to do another MythBuster section before we actually wrap up today's episode. So a common misconception or myth about tech for field and desk adjusting is in the products we talked about in our conversation, such as Eagle View, Hover, Planer, 360, things like that, that you have to have your own account in order to use those products. So Kelsey, how is that a myth or a misconception? It's definitely a myth because there are a lot of carriers or IA firms that, that pay for these for you that have accounts already, logins, whether this ITEL, Hover, all these systems, they already have their own wallet or system set up that are automatically paid. You don't necessarily have to have your own account set up for those. Yeah, and I think sometimes even the IA firm will obviously provide those as well. Maybe if it doesn't come from the carrier, the IA firm that you are actually working for will have all of those accounts set up for you to use. Thank you again, everybody, for joining us for today's episode. We had Daniel Davis on to discuss tech for field and desk adjusters. Great conversation, great Q&A with him today. As we look forward to our next episode, which will be episode five of the New Adjuster Podcast, we look into the intro of auto adjusting. It's something we've never really talked about on this podcast before, so we're really looking into deep diving into that subject. Yeah, so again, thank you for joining us. Like and subscribe and follow us wherever you get your podcast. Give it a watch or a listen. Go back and see our previous episodes from this season and all the way back to season one. And obviously, we look forward to seeing you again on our next episode. Thanks, y'all.